Hey, what's up? You know you're only hearing half of the show, right? And it's being indiscriminately uh, interrupted with these sales pitches because we just don't know how else to get your attention and get you over there. Uh, our website, our podcasts are 100% listener-funded. Uh, they are funded with your subscriptions, so if you could please do that. Uh, help us out, therightstuff.biz slash paywall. Thanks. Welcome back to the Allen and Warren Report. It's uh, Saturday evening. We're recording this <clears throat> October the 14th. 2023 and this will be out on sunday borzoi i think i'll have it edited out on sunday morning so events are unfolding rapidly in in gaza and uh some of what we say here tonight may actually be outdated by the morning but uh yeah this will and this will also be kind of a low energy uh edition of the show because i just got back from my big uk trip last night i finally got home and uh, I'm I'm still feeling the jet lag a little bit, and I was I, I caught a cold while I was over there, and I'm still getting over that a little bit. But I don't know, Dad. Maybe you bring more energy to the table tonight. Hello, everybody. Wow, what a week! <laughs> oh my God, this has been a big big week. Well, first of all, a couple of quick things. Um, thank you for uh, uh, Mike for um, filling in, and, and Tony on the weekly report uh, for you guys filling in, and and I know he did the show with you last week. Um, yeah, it was quite a week. Uh, this is I mean, this is a week I will never forget. Um, and also of course, a reminder, uh, folks tuning into this, uh, with the first hour, we're going to do in the first hour free. The second hour will be behind the TRS paywall. Please subscribe if you haven't before. Um, you can also go to the national justice party website. If you want to support the NJP, sign up to become an NJP supporter and, the TRS subscription will be included with that. Um, but that's what allows us to do what we do. So appreciate everybody who is a subscriber. And uh, like I say, if you haven't, consider signing up. So, yeah, this has been an incredible, world-changing, historic week. It's hour by hour history is being made. Uh, it's, it's just amazing that while you were in the U.K. and, and uh, Patriot Alternative was getting ready for their big Congress, uh, or conference, uh, all this broke loose in Gaza, and it just totally caught the Israelis with their pants down. I mean, it's—I've never seen anything quite like it. The only thing—it reminded me somewhat of 1973. I remember the Yom Kippur War. I was a young man, and I was actually working a construction job. I was up on a scaffold, uh, repointing a stone barn. And I had my transistor radio up there and was, those days went very quick for work days because it was, it was amazing. They were going toe to toe, but you know, that was the, uh, the Syrians and the Egyptian armies, uh, going at it with tanks. It what I think it was the largest tank battle since World War II. And, uh, it was, it was, it, the initial part of it, the Arabs were like pushing them back and, uh, Needless to say, I was pretty excited, but uh, that—that's the only—that's the only other time in my life I've ever seen anything like this with Israel. Yeah, I, I uh, well, there's never been anything. Israel in its entire history has never had an attack like this with this kind of uh, raid, with this kind of casualties ever. So this is the deadliest raid on Israel ever in its entire history, and yes, it happened right as we were uh, meeting for our event in the uk uh right as we're having our conference 
that's when you know the phone is blowing up with all this this breaking loose with Hamas. And now that I'm back in the states, even though the United States designates as Hamas as a terrorist organization, so we cannot offer material support to Hamas, nor would we because it's illegal. Uh, you can, in the states, say a kind word about Hamas, uh, which is something that you cannot do in the UK. And this is something that also I wanted to put out there to everyone right off the bat. If you look at Mark, uh, Sam, Laura, and all the people in Patriotic Alternative and all the other people, nationalists in the UK, um, who are giving opinions about this, and if you look and you see sometimes they're cheering and they're a opining is a little more tepid or a little more restrained than the uh, U.S. or than the people here at TRS or, or NJP people or other people around the world. It's because if they say a, a good word about Hamas in the U.K., they could go to prison for it. And there's many other things that they can go to prison for in the U.K., and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So what do we have for the show tonight? We got... Um, I will give you guys a, a bit of a breakdown on my trip to the UK. Maybe some of you caught the stream I did with Mark, which was a lot of fun. I did a patriotic weekly review live in person with him in his room that he always records from, which was really cool. Um, I'll, I'll tell a little bit about the event. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk the latest headlines with the Gaza thing. I haven't really had a chance, aside from that uh, PWR show, to really sound off on it. And next week, I will tell you guys, uh, I'm planning a big special modern politics I'm going to do with Emily, uh, where we really go through this. But, um, yeah, there were a lot of headlines just in the last 24 hours, some things that I wanted to cover to make sure that no one, um, no one misses it. And I know you had some stuff about, uh, how cowardly Jews are and, and, and the PTSD stuff in the, uh, Yom Kippur war, which, I know you've been telling me about that my whole life, how, how the Jews had higher rates of that than, than normal. And, uh, you did the research. So you're going to present that. And then if we have time, I want to get to a Goebbels article in the second half that I, I came across because I've been thinking a lot about those guys. Well, I always think a lot about those guys, but I came across an article that just really gets at everything that we're dealing with today. And the other thing I want to quickly call out is I want to mention, our guys were out <clears throat> in Maryland today. Montgomery County did a big protest of the school board up there because there were some shenanigans. Um, the, the NBC article that they first sent me about this was, parents can't challenge Maryland schools' gender identity policy court rules. The policy permits schools to develop support plans for transgender students and bars staff members from informing parents about the plans without students' consent. So in other words, if a if an impressionable youngster is uh, gotten to by some liberal teacher or some pressures or something, the, the school can like kind of take over to try to help the person begin to transition, as I understand this, and then, uh, and then the staff is not allowed to inform the parents that they are doing this. So your kid is being transitioned by with the help of the school board, or with the help of the staff, rather, without the parent knowing that it's even happening. So in other words, the court has ruled that parents uh, don't have a right to know what's going on with their child in the school. Yes, yeah, and, and uh, this was um, 
I, I'm not going to cover this right now because I, I, I just wanted to do a little teaser there of the weekly report. Um, I, that will be on next week's weekly report. I'm going to interview uh, Apex, who was there, gave a great speech on the bullhorn. Of course, Carson was there also. Um, and, you know, that guy is just a, 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 he's like a shooting star flaming across the country, <laughs> burning a path of, of, of justice and righteousness uh, all over the country. And then we also um, uh, are going to have on uh, Peter Teft uh, as well because uh, he, he's there's some interesting stuff that he wanted to talk about there in North Dakota and also uh, some stuff with Palestine uh, with Palestine Palestine I'm see I'm so used to saying East Palestine one Palestine or the other Palestine we're talking about but he um, he had a great exchange with uh, a radio host and and a situation there that we will play on the weekly report but guys that'll be out next Thursday. So Modern Politics will be out Wednesday. I'm going to do a big special on, um, and it'll be unpaywalled uh, on my Odyssey channel. That'll be on Palestine, and uh, I'll do with Emily. And then the weekly report where we're going to talk about this protest and with Peter Teft also, uh, that will be on Thursday. I'll just add here that this Maryland uh, court ruling, you know, the People have lost faith uh, in the media, and and Donald Trump is you know he's such a mixed mixed bag. He's kind of on the one hand he's like the the gift that never stops giving. I mean, all through his 2016 campaign, he hammered the media, you know, the lying press and and fake news and all this, and he finally got across to masses of people. What I remember many years ago. You know, William Pierce had a, a leaflet called Who Rules America? And it was all about the Jewish control of the media. And we handed out thousands of those leaflets. And But, you know, you're handing out leaflets. And Trump, in that campaign, really got it across to, to like, tens of millions of Americans that the press is our enemy. Now, the courts, the judiciary, is starting to get pegged with the same distrust and, and no confidence that the media already has. And Trump, I don't know if anybody caught him coming out of court that one day, and he was talking about this rogue judge, and it's all political and every. and he's basically just, you know, just tearing down faith in the judi- judicial system, saying it's all political. And when you have rulings like this in Maryland, that just adds to it. And then you see in Europe now, pro-Palestinian uh, protests in france and stuff where they're just they just want to outlaw them you know just cops come in there and are beating protesters i mean the 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 whole liberal uh order in the west is just it's it's losing confidence its moral authority is crumbling the whole fallacy of you know system based on rules and laws and all this stuff that's just all coming down and people are realizing that this system is like any other system in power. They, they they just want to stay in power and they will do whatever they have to do, bend all the rules, and, uh, you know, violate the law just to maintain their power. So that, that, that that's a good thing. Their moral authority is crumbling. Oh, yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that too. Um, I, this, um, this protest, <clears throat> I just want to say it was rain. These guys turned out in the rain. They got overwhelming support from the locals there because the locals there are pissed off. And we'll get into the more of the story, the background on this with the school board on the weekly report. 
But uh, just a big shout out to all the guys who turned out for that. I had said initially that I was going to try to make it uh, to come out there with them, and they were voting on which date. And uh, I knew that it would be close to, you know, I wouldn't be able to make it there, but I, I, we had to keep it a secret that I was doing this thing in the UK. I mean, we just had to keep it really need to know basis because it's the kind of thing we've had cases like this where you announce you're going and then they, they block you. You know, the Home Secretary, the British Home Secretary bans you from the country, which I probably am banned after this, but uh, the damage is done. It's too late. <laughs> but, uh, but I, so I wasn't able to make it there, and I know you had some stuff going on. We weren't able to, to make it up, but I'm just so glad that <clears throat> there are guys with the party here still doing stuff domestically while all this foreign policy, I mean, World War III is, is, is like squaring off, and it's also the world jewelry. I mean, our, our number one enemy is directly under attack right now and is, and is attacking and is in the, all the news it's not some kind of proxy thing like Ukraine, where it's where it's you know Ukrainians' lives are being ground up for for I mean that, and that's always how they fight the Jews. They always get other people to fight their battles for them. Well, Hamas took the fight to them, big time, and uh, so obviously this is the number one story. It's the number one thing we're going to be talking about. But that doesn't mean that there isn't shit like this in Montgomery County that's still going on here that still needs to be uh, protested and leafleted and door hangered and, and everything else and organized around. And we still got to, we still got to organize locally, you know, and, and, and stand on these domestic issues. And that helps also weaken Zog internationally, because that's the other thing. It's like, there's a tendency here, myself included to, you know, just drop everything and focus on Gaza. And that's only natural because this is one of the most important things that's happened in, in our lifetimes. I mean, this, what, what's, what's happening right now? Um, history is being shaped and we'll get into that because I was talking some with Mike and Stryker earlier and Tony. And, uh, it's, it's like there are several ways this could go, but, but right now things, uh, you know, it's like a choose your own adventure book and there's some, some paths here that will, could radically reshape the whole environment. The political, global, you know, geopolitical uh, environment that in which we are dealing, in which we're moving, some of which could be very good for white people and very good for the NJP. Um, so well, you, you know, the Jews as a whole support this Maryland court ruling, of course. And uh, you know, those judges they may not be wearing uh, IDF uniforms; they should be, but they're not wearing them. But you know, the Jews are behind. So this. If they can, if they can get some resistance going, you know, with, with popular resistance of this, that, that's a defeat for the Jews too. You know, not not on the same level as <laughs> how how some of them got defeated this past week in in Palestine, but uh, it's it's still a defeat. It weakens them. Hey, you're still listening to only half the show. Get behind the paywall and get the rest of the story. Go to the slash paywall and choose the subscription model that works best for you. And don't forget, every Tuesday evening, there is an Odyssey stream where Sudden Sun will take your donations through a credit card or a debit card in exchange for a subscription. You have no idea how much content you're missing. Go to the rightstuff.biz slash paywall and let's fix that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that it it, it is one struggle uh, in as much as all the peoples in the world who have been fucked over by Zog 
by this evil government, this system, which, which is the most powerful force on planet Earth, and Jews are the most powerful force in that system. And there are people everywhere, all over the world, basically in just about every country, there are some people, some faction that are being screwed over by it. And not the least of which, probably the number one people, well, I'm not going to say that because, I mean, like the people of Gaza are more directly screwed over by it than anybody. But <clears throat> white Americans, you know, 200 million of us or 190, however many it is, um, used as the cannon fodder, used as the, the uh, piggy bank, used as the, as the farm laborers, um, the drones of this system to keep it going and just screwed over worse than anybody uh, in some ways. And uh, so anybody anywhere doing anything to hurt and disrupt this system, either peacefully or otherwise, um, it has an effect. It, it causes the system to divert resources away from other things and to address it. So uh, whether it be what's happening in Israel or what it, whether it be uh, you know, Russia uh, successfully holding its own in Ukraine or whether it be you know, uh, China's Belt and Road Initiative like taking away from – it's not that these people are all like allies and friends and things like that. It's just that anything that, that weakens the, this power is good uh, in the same way that you know, Lenin and the Bolsheviks um, – you know, if the if if the Kaiser had a big victory on the Eastern Front in World War One, um, that was good for the Bolsheviks because they wanted to bring down the Czar and his whole system. You know, so if you're a revolutionary, that's that's the situation you're in. Now we're peaceful revolutionaries. We follow the law. We obey the law. Nonviolent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, yeah, it, that's the thing. So it's the same, but it works the other way. Where if you are uh, making problems for these people politically in their own backyard. And they have a lot of problems. Um, but if you make problems for them th politically, they every school, for instance, here, right where I live, I was just looking at, there's diversity plans, there's stuff, it's in every school in America. Every school in America, from the little kids on up, every public school is radical, uh, anti-white, anti-traditional, you know, normative, whatever they call it, uh, like men and, and women, uh, sexuality, gender roles, aggressive leftist poison to, to just eat away at, at the core of white America and the bonds that hold people and races and communities together. It's, they're attacking everywhere at all times. So anywhere that we can resist that, even in the most minor way, anywhere we cause problems for this system, it helps the overall cause of bringing this system down, which has to be done if our race is going to survive in the future. It has to be done. So, uh, so that's why big congratulations to these guys and, and everybody else out there. You know, keep pushing on the local issues, even while all this is going on. Keep pushing on the local issues. Keep making problems for these leftists and these Jews where they're trying to push this poison on children because it helps the overall, it's like a minor skirmish that helps the overall war, the, the overall war effort, so to speak, against the, the system. Yeah, and I'll just say something about, 
among certain quarters are saying, oh, they're brown people, who cares about the Palestinians? That is, first of all, I'm enough of a humanitarian that, that, that uh, you know, if it was the Egyptians doing that to the Palestinians, I would be opposed to it. Uh, there is basic human decency, and, and, and you know, when you have women and kids and old people being carpet bombed uh, in a, in an open air prison like Gaza is, I mean this is this is like just blatant war crimes, criminal activity on on a, on a scale that I don't I don't think any other people are capable of something like that. Uh, and so so you know, but it's not the Egyptians or anybody else. It's a it's a Palestinians versus the Jews, world Jewry. And if if you don't get it that you know that's that's the common enemy, and if you don't see that the, the you know uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, if you, if you don't get that basic stuff, I don't know what to what to say to you. you you're on a Jew payroll, or or you're so you know warped in your thinking uh, that you you really are worse than useless. So I I just want to just just say that I'm I'm I totally condemn that kind of thinking. You know, it is just insane. I mean, I'm a white nationalist. My main concern is my own people. But that doesn't mean I don't care about anybody else and I don't care about basic human decency in the world and, and, and justice. I mean, we're, we call it the, the Justice Party, National Justice Party, and then we mean that. We're justice all the way around. Yeah, and, and if and but if you don't care about those things, then you still need to support you know, the Palestinian cause out of basic self-interest, because that's the other thing. It's like we've seen the mass drop from so many people that claim to be on on the right. I mean, and, and a lot of people have talked about this, so I'm not going to I'm not going to cover it again. But um, it's it's been crazy how uh, we've, we've seen the mass drop. But, yeah, this is so here's the latest. Um, let me see if actually if I wanted to cover anything before this. I'll talk about my, uh, you know what, I'll talk about the England trip in the second hour. I'll, I'll talk about that in the second hour. Let's just get right with, with the Gaza stuff because this is, like I said, major stuff is happening. It seems the, the word has been, at the time that we're recording this, it's now 8.14 p.m. Eastern time. The latest has been uh, that Israel is definitely going to do the ground invasion of Gaza. Now, there was some question over whether it was all bluster, whether they were actually going to do it. As of right now, it's it's like they are getting ready to do it. And there was a New York Times article that came out, Israel plans Gaza invasion to avenge Hamas, Hamas atrocities. Uh, the plan, according to three senior officials, would involve taking the Hamas stronghold of Gaza City and eliminating the group's leadership. Uh, the Israeli military is preparing to invade the Gaza Strip in the coming days with tens of thousands of soldiers ordered to capture Gaza City and destroy the enclave's current leadership, according to three senior uh, Israeli military officers who outlined unclassified details about the plan. The military has announced its ultimate goal is to wipe out the top political and military hierarchy of Hamas, the Palestinian group that controls Gaza, and led last week's terrorist attacks in Israel that killed. You know, see, it wasn't a terrorist attack; it was a raid. It was a military raid. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't think of that as a terrorist attack. Um, the assault is expected to be. See, the problem is, and I've, I've made this point on PWR. 
The Palestinians don't have a military. They don't have an armed services or armed forces for their for their country because they don't have a country. They don't have borders. They don't have sovereignty. And this is what Putin's talking about, the two-state solution. Give them a state with a military and control over their own borders. But, I mean, if you deny them that, and then when they're in this open-air prison, they rise up against you, then you can call them terrorists. It's bullshit. Well, and their whole their whole angle to get sympathy for the Israelis has just been these human interest stories of this Jew got killed, this Jew got uh, kidnapped, you know, uh, there was collateral damage in a gunfight and, and some children were killed. I mean, all this stuff happens like times a hundred to the Palestinians and has been happening to the Palestinians. So, you know, this is just like, you got to put this stuff in context. This isn't just a, something that has happened at, you know, with nothing before it and, and nothing that's going to come at, uh, after it. This is, this is a, a chapter here in this. I mean, when I was in high school, there was like, you know, Mideast peace talks between the Palestinians and the Israel. When I was in 10th grade, I remember it specifically. They were talking about that stuff. We actually had a exchange students come to my high school, and one of them was a, a Palestinian. And I had this old liberal teacher, this old woman, and she, you know, she knew my feelings, even in 10th grade there. And uh, she kept wanting to ask him about well, then what kind of food do they make in Palestine? And she went to talk, and I kept bringing up, well, I heard that the, that the Israelis did this, that they, you know, diverted your water and, and uh, you know, and, and and he really wanted to talk about it. And she was just like glaring at me every time I'd, I, I kept <laughs> bringing him back to what was actually going on, you know. So this has been going on and talking about, and, and, the, and the Jews' methods is always, they just drive a hard bargain, they, they drag their feet, and then after like five years, they sign some kind of little tiny agreement, and then they immediately violate it, and they say, okay, that's off, and they go back further in the other direction where they were. That's what they've been doing for 50 years now. Yeah. Well, this um, – so this article – and again, maybe this, is, maybe this is misinformation. I mean maybe Israel's putting this out because they, they have a different target in mind. Uh, that's possible, but this sounds very plausible. Um, it said that the assault is expected to be Israel's big. I mean, again, by the time this uh, show is released uh, Sunday morning, this this it may be underway already, guys. Um, the assault is expected to be Israel's biggest ground operation since it invaded Lebanon in two thousand six. It would also be the first in which Israel has attempted to capture land and at least briefly hold on to it since the invasion of Gaza in 2008, according to three senior officers. The operation risks locking Israel into months of bloody urban combat, both above ground and in a warren of tunnels, a fraught offensive that Israel has long avoided because it involves fighting in a narrow and tightly packed sliver of land populated by more than two million people. Israeli officials have warned that Hamas could kill Israeli hostages use Palestinian non-combatants as human shields, like they're really worried about that. See, that's the great thing. When you put that out there, let me just say, when you put that out there, and I used to joke about this when I was on FTN with Jazz Hands, when you put that out there, this thing, oh no, they're going to use them as human shields. You, you, first of all, it, it, it's, a, it's a propaganda attack because it's saying your enemies are so despicable that they would use their own people as human shields. But it, it's like a preemptive strike from a propagandist point of view in that it preemptively 
absolves you of killing civilians because now you've put that out there. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I'm going to kick down somebody's door and, and into their family home and start blasting everything that moves. And before I do, I shout, I say, oh, no, I hope they don't have any human shields that they're in there, that they're using their own family as human shields. We wouldn't want that, you know. So then when I go in and start blasting their family and their kids, now now I can say, oh, well, see, I said, I hope they didn't use any. And sadly, they did. They used their own people as human shields. You fucking Jew liars, kikes. But anyway, um, and you know they've been they've been slaughtering uh, thousands of Palestinian noncombatants. Lately, the, the figure is over seven hundred children, seven hundred children killed by the Jews up to now, and uh, it's more. And at, right at the same time that these lies about, I, I got a paper from the UK um, as the the bullshit about the babe the forty babies beheaded. Never forget the forty behave, beheaded babies. As it was being debunked online, it was it was already debunked after Biden said that. I had the the headline in the print papers. I was riding the train, and there it was: forty babies beheaded by so so. You know, li- literally, they cry out in pain as they strike you. They they accuse you of murdering babies as they murder your babies. Well, um, they they told the people of Gaza to get out, and about the only place they they can go. Uh, maybe is into Egypt, and then when they were going out, they bombed. They bombed, they bombed the, them. They yeah. bombed them going out. Yeah. So I mean, these people were. They are just. I mean, lying to them is like they prefer lies to the truth. I I, I really believe. Well, the Goebbels that. article I want to get to is the creator of the world's misfortunes, and it's really it it it, it sums up that 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 title sums them up. But um, so anyway, this. To get back to the New York Times article, so it involves uh, you know doing this, and but they it, it, they also want to avoid it because they have strewn the territory with booby traps, and I'll tell you they're much more worried about the booby traps than they are the non-combatants that they're worried they're so afraid of the of the poor Palestinian non-combatants that Hamas is going to use as human shields. It remains uncertain what Israel will do with Gaza City, Hamas's stronghold in the enclave's largest urban center, if it captures it. Or what exactly Israeli officials mean when they describe the destruction of Hamas's leadership? Well, I can answer both those questions. Sven needs me to sign up for a paywall subscription at therightstuff.biz slash paywall. Okay, Sven, I'm your number one guy. I'll do it. In the first place, what they're attempting is a mass expulsion, is a forced expulsion. Elon Omar just called it out. People have been calling it out. It is illegal under international law, even though the, the whole post-war world was shaped by it. I gave a whole speech about this last April uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, the mass expulsion of whites from American cities where I for the NJP, where I went through and talked about the mass expulsions that the Allies committed. First and foremost, the Germans, 15 million people, but also, what do they call it, the Nakba, the, the Palestinians, the initial like 700,000 Palestinians that were mass expelled, and then uh, the partition of India that, that was, was, you know, millions and millions of people mass expelled from both, on both sides, Muslims and, and uh, Hindus, uh, and, and many others, many others. I mean, the Poles in eastern Poland were pushed west, 
uh, in the late 1940s, from 1945, actually it started in 44 with the, with the mic, but from like 44 to 48 or 49, the victorious Allied powers expelled tens of millions of people from their homes. Millions of people died because when you, when you rush something like that, uh, and which is exactly what the Jews just did with this 24 hour bullshit. And we can, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, it, 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 the more you speed up the timeline when you're going to expel a bunch of people, the more people are going to die when you, when you make it happen. But so this is something, it is illegal under international law. It's ethnic cleansing, but it is something that the allied governments are more guilty of than anyone. They say, they say Hitler wanted to do it to all the Slavs in Eastern Europe. He never did. He never did, and and the plans that they have, some of the general plan Ossov is is just obvious bullshit. But it's like, even if you accuse the Nazis of wanting to do that, you did it after the war. You actually did the thing that you accused the Nazis of doing that they never got to do because they lost the war. And the, the Israelis won all of Palestine. I mean, there's no doubt about it, and especially that beachfront of, of Gaza. I mean, they want to put their condominiums up there and their golf courses, and they can't stand the fact that there's a Palestinian ghetto that they created there. And, and they, they've been pressuring these people and making their lives miserable for decades, and, but they're still there. They're, 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 you know, to their credit, they, they're very tenacious, and they just will not give up on their homeland. So they're hoping, they're hoping that this they can make all of a sudden like a big advance here with ethnic cleansing, you know. And it's interesting that the Egyptians – said that they're not going to open up the crossing there and let all these Palestinians come into Egypt. They said that they would send aid into Gaza, but they are not going to facilitate the ethnic cleansing of Gaza. Well, it would look too bad. And, and the funny thing is what, what they, we know they want to do is ultimately send them to Europe, to, yeah. to, to all over Europe. They want to dump them in places like where I just was, in Wales with three, three million people, three million Welsh and you dump, you know, 500,000 Arabs in the middle of that. And, and you're, you know, even if, even if they're, even if everybody gets along, you're, 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 two things will happen. You will destroy the, the unique Welsh ethnicity, the Welsh language, and you also then destroy the identity of the exiled people because they, they, homog- you know, they, they are not homogenous anymore. They, they, they're blended, they're mixed. And that's what you get with the, multicultural potpourri meanwhile the israelis then have an ethnically cleansed pure ethno state so um and mike you know mike's famous article that he gave that he wrote for the njp where he documented how the how the israelis specifically and the jews are behind all these these uh uh immigrant aid societies and all this the the the, the pushing of uh migrants on all the european countries and in the west and in white areas is directly done by jews and israelis uh, speaking of Mike, he released an amazing statement by the NJP on this whole Gaza situation that every, every, uh, everybody on the Central, Central Committee signed. So and it's, a tr- it's terrific. He, he hit the nail on the head and all through it. Yeah, and, and I, he read that on the last weekly report. Um, but the, So anyway, to get back to what I was saying, the – so they said it's uncertain what they'll do with Gaza City if they if they capture. Well, that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to take it and hold it, and this is the big thing. These psychos, um, you know, their their mass expulsion. But then the second thing, 
what they mean when they describe the destruction of Hamas's leadership. Well, that means extrajudicial killing. That that means killing people without trial. And that's that's the attitude. And and you see everybody. I mean, all these Jews, leftist Jews, right wing Jews. You know, Laura Loomer, all these fucking filthy rat kikes. If they have shown their morality, their morality is that if you oppose them, you deserve to die. And it's moral to kill you if you oppose their power. It's moral to kill you, uh, and it's not murder. Whether you are armed or unarmed, whether you are a combatant or a non-combatant, whether you are elderly, a child, or anything else— if you oppose them, it's it's moral to – and again, this follows from their disgusting uh, you know, desert religion where they worship uh, a, a, a god that they think basically has chosen them to rule to, – to be like supreme over everyone else. I mean it's, – It's a total double standard because even with all these so-called Christians that are, that are cheering them on, yeah, it's a, because this wouldn't apply to anybody else that they could get away with this. There isn't anybody else in the world, any other people, any other country that could get away with this without an international outcry. But with, with you know, they get like a like a, a, a green light to just go ahead with it. Well, Mark Mark Collette made a great um, uh, Telegram post about this, where he kept it really simple. Here, he said that um, he said that. Um, uh, Zionists. Oh no, we can't deport the migrants because this is about you know um, the Daily Mail. Uh, foreign students and academics who praise Hamas or commit anti-Semitic acts risk being expelled from Britain under the Home Office plans in the wake of Israel attacks. So Mark wrote, Zionists. Oh no, we can't deport the migrants that are raping white girls. That would violate their human rights. Also Zionists, we will immediately deport any non-British national who says mean things to Jews, whether they are here legally or illegally. Moral of the story, the British government is more concerned about Jews being offended than they are about white girls being raped. And uh, he made some other good posts about this, but it's so obvious, um, the double standard. But the point is, though, that they're, uh, for them, it's they are all saying it. They just want to kill all the people of Hamas uh, that that are involved with Hamas, the leaders of it, uh, whether they have a gun in their hand or not, just by virtue of their loyalty to it. And this is how they feel about Nazis, and this is how they feel about anti-Semites, meaning anyone who who has who objects to their parasitism, anyone who objects to being exploited by them, uh, then it's okay by their evil god, by their Moloch, it's okay. Uh, he's going to bless you, you Jews, for 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 killing uh, anyone who opposes them. I mean, this is this is a it's a sick, disgusting, psychopathic people uh, with a sick, psychopathic religion and a worldview, and uh, there's no talking with them. That's the other thing is that they have to be defeated uh, with power, either political power uh, or, or military power. But and, and the other thing I'll just say about that is that's what the thing that they project. So two things that they project. The one thing they project is that they're, all their enemies are genocidal and want to wipe out every Jew, man, woman, and child. Wrong. Hamas doesn't want to do that. The Nazis didn't want to do that. Hitler didn't want to do that. The reality is it's the Jews that have the morality 
and it's again it's right there in their in their Torah where where their Yahweh comes down and and wipes out men, women, and children and livestock and trees and everything um, for any tribe that opposes them. They are the ones with the genocidal worldview, and so they project that on their enemies. But the other thing that they always project is they say, well, there's no talking to these people. They're just terrorists. They're Nazis. They're filled with hate against Jews. They just are motivated by hatred against Jews. They want to kill all the Jews. Therefore, there's no negotiating with them. There's no talking with them. And the only thing we can do is just kill them. Well, again, they are the ones projecting that. They're the ones that you can't sit down and talk with because their position is we are chosen by God to rule the whole planet and there's not any corner of the earth that it isn't our right uh, by God to interfere with. And <clears throat> we can have double standards, like we can practice usury on non-Jews, you know, but among ourselves we can't practice. <coughs> this is their, their, their worldview. And, and Voltaire said it. He said, um, <clears throat> if the Jews are hated, it is the inevitable result of their laws. He said they must either, uh, I think, the, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said something like, they must either rule over everybody or be hated by the whole world. Yeah. So it's like, if that's your position, if you're not willing to go to your land, Israel, and be a national state, and all the Jews like Ben Shapiro and Alan Dershowitz self-deport, self-deport, you know, the NJP, we'll, we, you know, if we came to power tomorrow, we'd let you go, self-deport. Well, I mean, not those two because they would be on trial for crimes, especially Alan Dershowitz with the with the Epstein shit. But if Jews in this country want to self-deport and all go live in a Jewish state, and and then then that becomes their home, and then you work out a deal with the Palestinians where the Palestinians have their state and they have an army and they have weapons and they have borders and they and they have you know you don't get nuclear weapons if they don't have nuclear weapons and, and the same with Iran. Uh, if you want to be just like normal, like a normal country, you're going to be fine. It's because you want to be in every other country controlling every other people and driving peoples into war after war on your behalf. That's why you get into trouble, and that's why people hate you. Well, the only real justice is a one-state solution, one man, one vote, like they, they want for everybody else. That's what they need there. And... uh well, we can go on and on about what we would do, but uh, we, that's a little ahead of ourselves. I, I wanted to say about uh, they, they want to wipe out Hamas. Well, you know that their definition of who is Hamas you know, leadership is very loose and liberal. Oh, I, yeah. mean, I mean – Well, they say Hamas sympathizers. They want to yeah, kill Hamas yeah. and all people who sympathize. So that, that basically except, you know, includes everybody in Gaza – Except uh, a handful of informants that they they have on their payroll. Yeah, and it says that uh, in this article, it says that uh, Hamas, considered a terrorist group by the United States and the European Union, is a large social movement as well as a militia that is deeply embedded within Gazan society. And and I, I you know that's let me just make a point about that. Uh, that's why they couldn't dislodge the Taliban. Because it was a, as well as a military and a political thing, it was a social thing deeply embedded within the society. Take note, white people. Take note. I mean, the Taliban did, the Af Afghanistan did 
what Hitler couldn't do in, in as much as they took on the Soviet Union and won, and they took on the United States and won, okay, within the space of like 20 years, yeah. the Afghans, okay? Now, in fairness to Hitler, you know, he had a lot of other, uh, there was a lot of other reasons why he lost the war, but the point is that <clears throat> they were not able to uproot the Taliban, and they're not able to root uh, Hamas in Gaza, and this is why, uh, and they routinely, they call it, they, they had this gruesome, morbid joke. They call it mowing the lawn. They routinely uh, assassinate the leaders of Hamas. I mean, half the, you know, the whole leadership of Hamas is probably guys under 30. Um, they regularly kill the leaders. Israel, that's the other thing. They have uh, no compunction about just murdering leaders of a, of a, of a group. Uh, whether they be you know political leaders or otherwise, so the point is that democratically elected or yeah yeah, yeah. so the point is that uh, it is embedded deeply within Gazan society and that's what is Hamas's strength and it's something in that respect um, it's something we all need to learn from I mean the IRA was the same thing a lot of resistance movements are the same thing that's what we have to look for uh, as we build a white resistance in white countries. Uh, even if, and especially if we become a minority in our countries, you want a, a movement that is not just a, uh, you know, a, a, a political or even a military force. You want something that is that is deeply embedded in the society, comes from the depths of your people, and returns to the depths of your people. Again, as Goebbels would say. Um, if you're hearing this, then you're only getting half the show. Did you know that therightstuff.biz is 100% listener-funded? Thanks to this censorship machine, this project can only be sustained by listeners like you, by supporters like you. So why don't you get behind the paywall at therightstuff.biz slash paywall and show the powers that be that they can't silence the most silenced. But yeah, so this is the thing. You know, how are they going to uproot this? Now, it says it also unclear whether Hezbollah, the larger Iran-backed Lebanese militia that is allied with Hamas and possesses a vast array of precision-guided missiles and ground forces, might respond to an invasion by Gaza by opening up a second front with Israel along the Lebanese border. The military has not yet formally announced it will invade Gaza, though it has confirmed that reconnaissance teams briefly entered the Strip on Friday and Israeli troops were increasing their readiness for a ground war. Tens of thousands of Hamas gunmen are thought to have entrenched themselves inside hundreds of miles of underground tunnels and bunkers beneath Gaza City and the surrounding parts of northern Gaza. Israeli military leaders expect Hamas will attempt to impede their progress by blowing up some of those tunnels as Israeli advance above them and by exploding roadside bombs and booby-trapped buildings. Hamas also plans to ambush Israeli forces from behind by emerging suddenly from hidden tunnel openings dotted across northern Gaza, according to a Hamas officer who is not authorized to speak to the news media, uh, to make it easier for the soldiers to operate. The Israeli military's rules of engagement have been loosened to allow soldiers to make fewer checks before shooting at suspected enemies, the three Israeli officers said, without giving further... Well, what is that? It means shoot anything that moves. Yeah, yes. I mean, they already are... The Israelis are very, very, very loose with killing civilians and then saying, oh, we're sorry, you know, we'll investigate, and then, you know, we'll get back to you, checks in the mail. Um, and they and they have, they green light that. So this this is their way of saying, it's like, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, it's also a way of 
spreading terror, but it's a way of preemptively saying, yeah, just shoot anything that moves. Exactly. Um, and it says that, you know, commandos have gotten extra training in recent days because of the damage to help them fight in ruined urban environments. Now, that's something that the Germans uh, dealt with at Stalingrad. You know, Stalingrad was blown all to hell, the city, and because it was so many ruins and rubble, it, it made it hard, you know, to the, the fighting was made harder by it. Um, and it says that the invasion was initially planned for the weekend but was delayed by a few days at least in part because of cloudy conditions that would have made it harder for Israeli pilots and drone operators to provide ground forces with air cover. In addition to infantry, the Israeli strike force will include tanks, sappers, and commandos. The ground troops will be given cover by warplanes, helicopter gunships, aerial drones, and artillery fired from land and sea. Their goal will be, quote, the route of Hamas and the elimination of its leaders. Um, this organization will not rule Gaza politically and militarily. Um, a second military spokesman said the army was particularly focused on killing Yahya Sinwar, the top Hamas official whose offices, like those of the Hamas government, are in Gaza City. Um, now, they said that um, that man is in our sights. Uh, he's a dead man walking, and we will get to him. Um, Many Palestinians say they fear the invasion will mean a humanitarian crisis and potential exile. The Israeli said his military said it's seeking to prevent civilian deaths as much as possible, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, I just want to say about that, you guys know, you all listening to this know the Jews. You know what they're like. You know what they're about. You know that everything we say about them week in and week out, and Mike's been saying it for 10 years, it's all true. We are seeing the daily proof of it in the last few days, in the last week. We have seen it confirmed, bias confirmed, but you know, confirmation bias. Every stereotype, every uh, bad story, every negative thing about these people, we've seen it confirmed and then some. We've seen their power confirmed. Like, for instance, on the Ivy League campuses, Harvard and all these places with the doxing trucks. We've seen it in the U.S. Congress. We've seen it in the lying media. We've seen it on social media where they're removing uh, all the posts, the pro-Palestinian uh, posts. We've seen it in the capitals of in countries like Europe where they're threatening to deport the same immigrants that they could never deport for, like, migrant uh, rape gangs of, of white girls, as Mark said. They want to now suddenly deport them for, for saying a good word about Hamas. Refugees welcome, right. unless you support the Palestinians. And so, so with all this uh, we, that you see with them, um, and you all listening to this are a part of a movement that is resisting them here, but picture when you're done listening to this show, Picture the world you're going back to. If you're listening to this in your car, you're going to drive home from work or, or wherever you may be, and you're going to see your family, or you're going to go home and you're going to make a meal, or you're going to get some takeout, or you're going to play a video game, or you're going to read a book or watch a movie, or you're going to go out with some people, and, and it's all theoretical. Imagine those people there tonight who are waiting for this thing to hit them the full brunt. I mean, you talk about Jewish power, the full might of Jewish power with a, a shoot-to-kill order, basically, uh, on any member of Hamas, 
with the rules of war loosened, which means carte blanche to murder civilians, with total air power, drones, planes, everything, and these people are hunkered down waiting for that, these are the bravest people on earth. I'm just going to say it. These guys in Gaza right now are the bravest people on earth right now, and they are absolute heroes, and they are a total example for us all to follow. Because this is the other thing. Whatever challenges we have to face in this movement, whatever inconveniences, whatever fear that we feel, fear of being doxxed, fear of losing your job, fear of the FBI knocking at your door, fear of going to prison even, even the worst stuff like uh, Travis and Greg McMichael or, or uh, um, you know, James Fields, the worst stuff that this system can throw at you. Uh, there's nothing like being in a place like that, Gaza, with your family, with your children, you're with your old sick mother while they're pounding on you and knowing that these 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 shoot-to-kill assassination commando teams, these sadistic Jew IDF thugs. They're talking about 40 dead Israeli babies, which was a bullshit story. I, I've seen so many films on Telegram from all different sources of Palestinians pulling their little toddlers out of the rubble, you know, horribly mutilated and, and, and just limp, limp little dolls. I mean, yeah, it's just... The fear that these people would have, the risks that they are taking, are probably greater than any of us will ever take in this movement, even if really the shit hits the fan here. I mean, because even if the shit hit the fan in this country someday, um, you're not going to be as back up against the wall and as helpless and defenseless. Because guess what? There's 190 million or 200 million white Americans versus what, I don't know how many uh, uh, million Jews, six, seven million or something. I mean, they do not have physically the power to imprison and wall off and disarm uh, 200 million white Americans. We are too spread out. We are too strong. We, ha there's we have too much land. We control too much of the infrastructure. We have too many guns, too much ammunition. Too many of our guys are combat veterans. And the Jews are too vulnerable here to ever be able to uh, clamp down on us with that kind of direct um, force and terror that they are closing the noose on these people tonight with. So it's just something to keep in mind if you ever think uh, since this thing has started, Dad, I have to say, I, I don't know what it is, but I'm not afraid of anything anymore. I'm like not afraid of anything anymore. I, I kind of just feel that way. And maybe it was just the unique experience of being in the UK and, and watching all this unfold and meeting all these great comrades over there. But it's like, what the hell do we have to be afraid of compared to what these people are facing? But even with that terror that they're dealing with, they are, t they are dealing with it manfully, bravely. They are ready. They are ready and waiting when these Jews come. Uh, this is an ultimate David and Goliath situation, and I'm unaware of the irony of using David and Goliath. But, I mean, this is the ultimate underdog, heroic people, and the ultimate uh, oppressor, exploiter, bully, you know, scum. Uh, and, and yet they're ready for him, and they're willing to face him. So it's something uh, magnificent to behold. Uh, and it's it's something that we should just like note this this example of heroism and plant 
just take a little of that spirit, all of us fighting the Jews in this country with politics and with journalism and things like that, put a, take a little of that heroic spirit, plant it in your own heart, uh, because if you have if if you have one tenth of what these people do, uh, we in the United States we're invincible. I mean, we can beat them. We can take them down peacefully, democratically, with with like I say, with politics and with journalism, with with running candidates. We can take them down uh, if these people can do what they're getting ready to do tonight. Well, you know, we can always draw strength from the millions of martyrs of our movement since 1939. Uh, in Europe and and in, in this country uh, and all over the Western world, really. But now we have a whole other country, a whole other people that is is just, you know, producing hundreds of martyrs and who knows how many by the time this thing cools down and where, where we're going to be. I mean, this if, if Hezbollah gets involved, I mean, that uh, Gerald... Ford ship, <laughs> uh, battle group, or what do they call it, with 5,000 troops is on its way. I mean, if they re- really start slaughtering the people wholesale in Gaza and, and Hezbollah comes across, and then the U.S. comes in on that, uh, there's already groups. I mean, Hezbollah has groups in, in uh, Iraq uh, who have already said, that every every uh, U.S. military, uh, you know, facility in Iraq is a target if 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 they the U.S. goes against Hezbollah. So this thing is really has the potential to totally spiral into something on a scale that none of us have ever has ever lived through. Well, that's what I wanted to say. We'll round out the hour with that. Um, to your point, yeah, it's the Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group, which what an appropriate name, deploys to the Mediterranean. This, this is the this is Disclosed TV. The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group departs for the Mediterranean with 8,000 sailors, four ships, and 70-plus aircraft. So essentially what's happening here is, uh, you know, when when – Here's what the U.S. is doing, and this is why Mike's statement was so good, not calling for uh, our, you know, it really comes down to as two things. We don't want to spill any white American blood for Zog, for Israel. None, none, not one drop. But also, we don't want the blood of these heroes and martyrs and these innocents and these children and women and old people. We don't want that on our hands. That's the other part of it. And if you look at what Biden is doing, you know, Biden, everybody takes Biden like he's a big joke. He's not a joke. Biden is not a joke. Biden is an evil man. He's an evil, murderous war criminal, and he should be put on trial for his crimes. The same true of that ape Lloyd Austin and and Mayorkas and, and uh, Merrick Garland. These people are evil criminals, okay? Biden is not a joke. He may be old and doddering and feeble, but he's not a joke. What he's doing now, is essentially, it's like a gang, you know, surrounds a house and they're going to go in and rape the woman. And what, while the one guy thug goes in to rape her, the other guy stands guard and guards the door or holds the husband hostage with a gun 
hold, you know, puts a gun to his head and says you can't uh, interfere while while she's getting raped. That's the role that the U.S. military is playing here. That's the role as, that's as, being done yeah, in our name. Yeah, in our name. As Israel is preparing for this slaughter of innocent people, and they've already done plenty of it. They're using white phosphorus, um, you know, the, the and all the international organizations. I mean, Human Rights Watch said this. they're using white phosphorus. It's confirmed. It's napalm. It's napalm. And they're using it on a civilian population. Horrible, painful, lifelong burns on little kids. Okay, they're using that. Human Rights Watch said it. This isn't the Nazis saying it. It's not TRS. It's not you know uh, 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 Islamic Jihad. It's not. It's not any kind of. It's not Nation of Islam. This is Human Rights Watch saying that. And the WHO also said that this this is amounts to an ethnic cleansing. This twenty four hour expulsion order, and it's going to lead to thousands of needless deaths. You know this stampede. I mean, the roads are all bombed out. They can't even get out. You have people in the hospitals that are undergoing intensive care, and you tell them in a few hours you got to get out, and then they're attacking the convoys from the air as they go out. So, did you know that the right stuff dot biz is one hundred percent listener funded? The only reason you're hearing this right now is because you're only getting half the show. There's so much content you're missing, and you'll never hear these ads again if you get behind the paywall at the right stuff dot biz slash paywall. While this is all happening, while this is all happening, uh, this situation, the, 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 the thing that they've told their soldiers here is basically shoot to kill anyone suspected of being Hamas, and we're going to loosen the rules so if you shoot civilians, it's okay. Shoot anything that moves. And the U.S. is stepping in to make sure that they can go and conduct this slaughter of innocent people, this mass expulsion, without being interrupted by anyone who would come up and say, like Hezbollah, pick on somebody your own size, or I'm not going to stand by and watch as you commit mass murder in Gaza. The U.S. is in the role of a big thug standing guard over the door while the rapist goes in there and does their horrible act. And, and to just finish what you just said there, the scenario, and I was talk, we were talking about this with Mike and, and Stryker and Tony, Central Committee guys, the scenario here is if Hezbollah fights anyway and then the U.S. gets involved, the other thing that's happened is the, the word has gone out that Iran has, has basically said tonight that they are not going to stand by and let a slaughter of innocent people happen. So Iran could get involved. So what could happen in the next 24 to 48 hours is Hezbollah gets involved, Iran gets involved, and then the U.S. is at war in Lebanon or at war with Iran, in which case, um, you know, we're going to have to step up our protests rapidly here in this country because uh, this could change the whole shape of everything. And I don't want us white Americans, none of us want to be accomplices to this mass murder and this mass expulsion on behalf of the Jews. So, guys, that's it for part one here, first hour. Uh, when we come back in the second hour, uh, Dad's going to go through uh, the the much higher rates of PTSD that Jew soldiers <laughs> experience, and how this was a thing in the Yom Kippur War. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about my trip to England and Wales, and uh, hopefully here I'll have time to get to uh, Goebbels, the creator of the world's misfortune. So we'll see you guys on the other side.